All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast, post Sunday edition, brought to you by FanDuel. Um, week 12, almost in the books, Sunday, almost in the books. Jen, how are you feeling after what was, in fact, a wild? It was a wild Thursday. Now it's a wild Sunday, and we don't even know what's going to happen Monday and now Tuesday. You know, I don't know. I just don't feel good. Like the whole thing was so weird. The fact that there's a wide receiver promoted from a practice squad to start a quarterback for Denver. And, and then we don't know if this game is happening on Tuesday. And there were like some really exciting, cool things that happened. But then there was just a lot of just weird, weird stuff. So I feel weird. That's how I feel. I feel weird about it. Yeah, I feel I feel weird about it, too, uh, because on one level, you're just trying to stay above fantasy football water with all the injuries right. and the and COVID stuff and all that. And then you're figuring out, then you got to keep up with like what sites have this quarterback eligible at tight end and wide receiver. That's now something that you didn't really have to prepare for week in and week out. I spent mm -hmm. a whole lot of time looking at Kendall's, you know, like, is he available right. anywhere? And I think it was CBS maybe he was or something that he CBS. was available at yeah. wide receiver. Not that mm -hmm. I would have even started him there, but, uh, that's now something you have to prepare for. And then there was even a few, you know, for me, see, I mean, the Giants won. We now sit atop mm -hmm. the NFC East until at least tomorrow when the Eagles play and hopefully lose. Mm -hmm. But Danny Dimes, I didn't like the, the hamstring injury or whatever yeah. it was. He tried to get back out there. He threw a pass with his back foot in the air. So I don't even know. Almost lost to the Bengals, but... um. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't love that. And then Mahomes, we'll get into all the games as we bounce around. He even got rolled up on for a second. That looked like, could have, thank God it wasn't an injury situation, but a uh, couple more feet to the, toward him and that could have been ugly, so. Yeah, and Josh Allen's ankle looked bad at one point. I, that ankle roll as well, so yeah, just lots of stuff. And we don't want to see any more people go out. I don't want to have to play any more weeks without Adam Thielen and without Julio Jones and without Kenny Gallagher, it's just becoming like, oh, come on, let's get our teams back. Yeah, my high stakes league, which I, that game's already over, I got crushed. That's the one I've been bouncing between Herbert and Breeze and all that. I mean, I haven't had Kenny Galladay pretty much all season, so obviously lost him again before Thursday. Uh, James Conner lost him uh, due to all this stuff going on. DJ yeah. Chark gone i mean i yep. ran out uh cole jr on jacksonville to replace dj chart oh, well not bad i mean i was really digging around luckily i got lucky with some hits on andy isabella and gabriel davis who did fine who did pretty well but i was out there scrounging this week because i just feel too nervous to start anyone and we are recording this on sunday night everyone uh before even the bears and packers game has started I don't still feel confident that we're having a game on Tuesday. I mean, I know the NFL wants to play these games. They want to get them in. It's good for the NFL. It's good for their pocketbooks. It's good for everyone. It's fun to have a Tuesday night game. But if we literally have no one that can stand up and play, I don't know how you're going to play this game. You don't have a quarterback for Baltimore. They don't have Mark Andrews. There's no James Conner on the Pittsburgh side. Basically, all of Baltimore's out. If it turns out that it's the same way on Pittsburgh's side, and we'll know more as time goes on, but I... I made a lot of decisions basically assuming I couldn't start Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And you know what? It's going to stink if that game plays on the one hand. But on the other hand, you know, you got to make the choices you got to make. But it, it made for some crummy looking lineups today. Yeah. I, I, I In this league I'm talking about, I do have Jerry Judy on the bench. Couldn't start him. Mm -hmm. uh, then I also, this was the one good move I guess you could say I made. I knew I, then also I had to get Noah fan. I had two Denver Broncos. So mm -hmm. to go along with Galladay, Connor, and Shark. So my team just melted down. I pulled out Noah fan, obviously, because of the quarterback situation. And uh, Hooper. I went with yeah. Hooper. And it was a nice. Hooper was so, a good call. I had a feeling, and I did start, I did have a, um, a Baker lineup in FanDuel only because I really looked at it and and I had Landry in there for a minute. I did. I had oh, him darn. in there. He was plugged in and I swapped him out at the last second uh, for Higgins, which was a dumb move. I knew Baker would play okay because this was really like the first, or maybe I'm just not paying attention to it. I feel like this was the first warm weather game Baker Mayfield's had in like six <laughs> weeks. So I actually liked his chances of being able to like grip the ball, although he missed Higgins. 
And I texted all my Browns fan friends because, and I root for the Browns, although they are playing the Giants and now what might be a fir- like a playoff showdown uh, to playoff teams. But he missed Higgins on a play so poorly. The one of the Jacksonville defenders forgot to slide with the slant, which was Higgins, and went and doubled the corner. Higgins was by himself. Baker missed him. He was still so open, Baker saw him three seconds later and then threw to the wide open Higgins to the wrong shoulder, turned him around, incomplete pass. Like, he almost missed him. He missed him twice. Baker. That was upsetting. See, and then you thought of me, right? Anytime Baker really stinks, you think of me. I did, but he did look, (laughs) all things considered, he did look- It was a pretty good game. A little bit better in the warm weather. And I really do. I like the way that team's built. It sucks that they're probably- You know, I, I don't. I guess they don't get a. Well, they may. They could get a first round home game, right? How it's shaken out? Because, uh, they yeah, they could host that wild card only game, pretty yeah. much. Uh, so yeah, they're so built for the weather in Cleveland. There's another snowstorm coming out here. I think like oh, in man. two days. Like they're so built for it. Well, I have to say, what are they eight and three now, right? Eight and three. Yeah, I mean, Stefanski has to be in the conversation for potentially coach of the year at this point. I mean, he really came in and turned them around. As you said, they're built really well. Um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see. So, yeah, I don't, no ever, OBJ. I don't really know how that stuff works, right? Like, because also the Browns haven't had, like, the craziest schedule uh, all year long. And they had they they actually should have beat the Raiders at home. That was a, now we also saw the Raiders put up a stink bomb today. Oh, so don't get me started. Kind of oh. ruins a little bit of the lore, but... On one level, I could absolutely make the case for Stefanski because he turned around a franchise that has been through coach after coach after quarterback after running back, all that. He's got them playing to exactly who they are. That team has an identity. So I guess like if you judge it similar to a dive and like difficulty, degree of difficulty, Mm -hmm. he should get some extra points. But how do you take away what Mike Tomlin has done, especially if they do play Tuesday and win? I mean, that's the front runner. And then... What about Vrabel? No way. Yeah, no way. That Tennessee game what, today. By, by handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. Oh God, I loved it. Oh, I yes. That, it. it was great for Derrick Henry so uh, fantasy players. But yeah, unfortunately, I, only in one league. But Vrabel's a very, very good coach. Tannehill looked great. The defense looked great. But I mean, coach of the year. You, if, okay, well, we my rankings. see what happens. Tomlin won. Okay. And I don't think it's really close at this point, but there's a lot of games left to go. Andy Reid, too. I definitely don't think that's close. I know they're loaded on offense, but the design of that offense, I was so mad. Kelsey on a reverse, a fake reverse, end around. Kelsey throws to Mahomes in the end zone. He threw the worst pass that got tipped. I would have got a Kelsey Mahomes reverse touchdown in fantasy. It would have been beautiful, but... uh Andy Reid too, and then uh, no one in the NFC jumps out at me. So yeah, I think you go Stefanski three. Is that, am I forgetting anyone? You could put Vrabel four if you want, you but could what you could uh, I don't know. Well, let's let's see what happens with Miami. Brian Flores could be. I mean, there's just there's still a lot of time. But uh, yeah, I mean Tomlin obviously way out in front. I mean they're undefeated. Who? Okay, it's here's ridiculous. a question. Who's the fantasy coach of the year? This is intricate, yes, meaning who do you like now? Because this is detailed. You you want a bit of a shit show. You right. want a bit of a dumpster fire and you want a right. shootout. So who is your fantasy coach of the year? Who could you count on to deliver the fantasy points? I might say I might go with Pete Carroll here. Okay, I like because it. I can always get DK Metcalf. I can always, you know, Carlos Hyde. I can plug in if Car- if Chris Carson isn't there. It's good. You kind of know how to plug and play it, so you could predict it and get pretty good points out of it. And their quarterback is usually really good, as opposed to like Sean McVay, who's so frustrating, and even Bruce Arians, who's who's a bit frustrating too for fantasy because you don't know like what are you going to do this game? You're so smart. I love you in real football world, but it's kind of hard. Like you have a great matchup, say for the run game and yet you decide to pass it or vice versa and you can, and you win anyway. So good for you. 
Um, so yeah, I might go Pete Carroll there. What, who would you put? Well, I think Dan, I think Dan Quinn was leading the way until he got fired. Until I think he, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he got out to a huge yeah. lead just in terms of, uh, and even like say what you want up until the last three games where they've been stink bombs, you could always used to be able to count on Matt Patricia and the Lions to have the last four minutes of every fourth quarter. They'll be 20, you know, the Lions will either be up and down 17 and they'll somehow have the ball or the other team will have a ball with a chance to win. Um, I, yeah, I guess I would agree with you. I would agree with you there. Uh, I think that's the front runner right now. It's just, those are just, yeah. their offense is great. Their defense is poor. He right. gave the ball over to Russ fully. Metcalf and Lockett became fantasy studs this year. I, I agree with you. Sneaky regular coach of the year, though, and it'll never happen. But you have to marvel, especially after the game, and we're going to go around the league shortly at the job Kyle Shanahan's done. Talk yeah. about a team that's been depleted, right? Have you paid attention to much of the Niners this year? Uh, I mean, the poor Niners, they have to be. And by the way, the Niners didn't get their game canceled when like almost all of their team had COVID-19. So you can see why some people are calling foul on this whole cancellation postponement thing. Um, but the Niners just keep showing up and they keep they do it with different personnel every week. I mean, there's a different running back every week. Is it Jeff Wilson Jr.? Is it Raheem Mostert? Is it Jarek McKinnon? Is it, you know, I don't know. I'm Tevin Coleman. It could be anybody. They just try to win and they they play really hard and they're playing without their quarterback. They're playing with the backup quarterback too. But it was not you you could see it, right? Like obviously also they've been missing Bosa all year. They've mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But even That's seeing huge. Mostert back and Debo back, you saw an offense now where like Ayuk is like your fourth weapon. You got a good a pretty good offense balance yeah. wise. So it was really nice to see Mostert and Debo. You just forget that Debo is just like a prime time player. He may not be so good. a fantasy stud. He may not even be an all pro. He just I don't know. He's just got balls like that dude. He, like his name's Debo. I mean, I think he's a stud. I totally yeah. think he's a fantasy stud. I, yeah. I wish I had Debo, but you know, he was injured in the foot and we didn't know. And I didn't ever, I didn't get a chance to take a chance on him. Um, oh, that's a great line. Right, that's yeah, like a line out of a rom-com. I didn't get the chance to take a chance on you. On him. Jen and Jerry. I like that Stay one, tuned. Jen. That's a good one. I'm going to have to steal that one. Uh, well, there's been some fireworks. I, 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 I don't like texting you with stardom sitem stuff because I'm sure oh. that's like what you get all day long, especially on Sunday morning. Oh, I do. I do a live stream, by the way, guys, on <clears> Sunday mornings. <throat> if you ever want to bother me with, it's not a bother. Are you Star telling me Six. to get in the live stream and get in line? No, I'm not telling you. I'm <laughs> telling anyone listening right now. No, you know what? Actually, you're going to laugh, Jerry, but almost every live stream I'm on, you text me and you're the only one I look at and like write a thing and and I'll be like, sorry, it's Jerry. And Howard's like, oh, sure, it's Jerry. And I'm like, well, like we're partners. We're so partners. We get this right. Um, wow, that means a lot so to me, Jen. You make an appearance every live stream. But anyway, if you guys, if you ever want, if you have an urgent start sit question and um, you're tweeting us, but we aren't available, you can log on at 11 a.m. Eastern time at Periscope YouTube. I'm on with Fantasy Alarm and, and I'll answer your question. And hopefully correctly. I'm so really sorry if I told anybody to start Derek Carr today or Michael Pittman because they had great, perfect matchups on paper and it did not work out. Um, but, uh, but we got most of the other ones right, hopefully. Well, okay. I have a lot for you right now. And okay. this is going to be a bit of a story. I will try to make it entertaining for everybody listening at home and for you. Uh, okay. I feel like everybody's with me on this because I talked so much about that McCaffrey trade. That trade's mm -hmm. done. So I have C-Mac. Uh, and T Higgins, who had a nice game, didn't play for me, but was on my bench. But this league, I want to focus, and I've talked about it all year. It's the one with the football player, blah, blah, blah. So the fireworks are now going off in this group chat. People are leaving. There's like <laughs> ma mass exodus, this thing. And I might have been the reason. I, I might have blown it up. It might it might be dead because of me. So make the trade. Post-it note. I'm yeah. putting a post-it note, two post-it notes, two ideas. When we're done, ask me about my post-it notes. Post-it notes. Okay. I will mm -hmm. not forget. Now I'm going to post-it note to ask about your post-it notes. Uh, okay. So it all started on Thanksgiving when idiot Jerry, who pulls off that trade and needs to win. I need to run the table to get in. Okay. I just, 
I did not want any players on Thanksgiving. I just didn't want it. I didn't want to deal with it. I had a lot going on. I didn't want to even have to like emotionally root. So I sat the Washington defense, which mm -hmm. they put up 17 points, which what a beautiful way to go into Sunday. Yes. And I left in the Colts defense against the Titans who pulled in a smooth negative five points. It's the old league with the negative five. And it was they were negative one at halftime, Jen. I was begging. It almost felt like it was almost worse than watching <laughs> J Jake Paul and Nate Robinson fight, where I was like, please stop. Just stop hitting me. Please. It was it was awful. And I uh, thought for sure I just blew I, I like I didn't even get to the C Mac part of this this trade because I blew it with that. So that happens. Okay. And then something else. So there's a there's like a it's a 10-team league. Four teams make the playoffs. There's five guys all between like five and six and six and five. It is a coin flip. I have the second most points in the league. Guy with the third most points who he's battling. He's just had bad luck. He's got, he, I think he has four wins or whatever. So he's kind of out of it, but he has the third most points in the league. Left in Swift on Thanksgiving. So clearly not necessarily following along. And I don't call people's names out on the pod because I don't want to do that to them. But whatever. And anyone can make that mistake. It happened. I've done that years ago. I mean, maybe once. This has happened in this league before. It's a very friendly league. It's not. It's competitive, but it's friends. Okay, right. that happens. And the guy he's playing with is one of those six and five teams. Maybe even the guy who traded Saquon Barkley for DeAndre Hopkins. So this is just all now coming to a head. So now we get to Sunday, and this guy who left in Swift also left in Julio Jones. Oh. Yeah. And also left in Jonathan Taylor. Taylor? We even said in the group chat, we said, wow, did you see the news about Jonathan Taylor? This is crazy because we were talking about all the COVID stuff. Yeah. Wow. We said this all day Saturday, several times, left that player in. So now all day long in the group chat, what the fuck? How could you do this? It's, it's collusion. Obviously, some of us are joking. I was really pissed off about it because... You know, if he starts these guys, he left Melvin Gordon on the bench, who didn't have a great game. He left Devontae Parker on the bench, who had 15 points. And then he left uh, Kelly on the bench, who had 10 points. So he yeah. left 25 points on his bench while it, on, like, almost playoff week. So once we start seeing that, the group chat explodes. We're kicking him out of the league. This is bullshit. All this. <laughs> Cut to... The four o'clock games. He has Hill, Tyreek Hill. Oh my God. And Kelsey. And goes crazy. And now is sitting with like a 40 point lead. Cause he also had Deshaun Watson. He left in Deshaun oh. Watson, thankfully. Okay. He's sitting with like a 40 point lead and still has the Seahawk defense and his kicker to go. And the other guy who is six and five needing to win as well. I think he still has um he still has Aaron Jones and um he still has Russell Wilson and I think he has one other player. So it's going to be like a battle to the end but he's very well favored to slightly win with leaving mm -hmm. those three players on the bench. Which then made the chat even more crazy and people left. I said I'm out this year. I said several times I'll finish this year out and then give my spot away. This is bull. I was trying to make a point. I don't want to leave, but I was just trying to make a point. Um, what do you think? I hear, let me, let me just pull that up really quick. See, this is okay. another argument for why points need to count. I agree. If points count, people don't kind of get lazy and forget because they're still in it. Okay. Yeah. So he has a, a 40 point lead just about, he has Seahawks and Justin Tucker and the other guy has Aaron Jones, Juju, and uh, and Russell Ooh, Wilson. Okay, so. well, Aaron Jones and Russell Wilson, very good. Juju, if it plays, is excellent, but possibly also a zero. I mean, do I leave this league? This is the kind of shit I'm dealing with. I mean, you add these 25 I, points on, I the game's over. I gotta tell you over. something, Jerry. Like, I think maybe you're a little too good for that league. 
No, there's a lot of good. There's there's a lot of good players. There's a lot but of good not players. Not that they're not good players, but that they don't uh, adhere to the rules. There's always like, like one that just does that. Like this happened last year too, late in the year with like a weird bench. Like this happened. So last place does get voted out, and this dude very well might come in last, but yeah, not by default. Like I said, he has the third most points. If he would have started these three guys, he literally could have swapped to like second most points in the league and maybe even had a very outside mathematical shot at getting in the playoffs. Well, I mean, but it's a lot to consider. People have left the conversation in the group <laughs> chat. You know, when you see blah, blah, okay. blah has left the conversation. Yes, yes. Uh, so to answer your question that you asked me on Twitter, though, in this league where I screwed up and benched Washington yeah. and... I did have Patrick Mahomes. I knew it. I knew that was the one. I was sitting there. I was like, he's so fine right now. <laughs> the Lord. Okay. Uh, I was faced with a pretty big challenge. My stardom sit him. I asked you, and I even put a poll on Twitter. And everyone, I got like a thousand responses. I was Everybody came to my aid. So I had to basically figure out who to start from. Cooper Cup, Christian Kirk, Brian Hill. And uh, I think that's it. Pretty yeah. much had to start uh, to uh, one, uh, one of those three, and the vote and everything was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup got five points. Brian Hill got five point five. Christian Kirk got two point five. So yeah, all these all options stuck. were terrible. Yeah, Wayne Gallman showed up. We'll talk mm -hmm. about my Giants in a little bit. Robbie yeah. Anderson. It wasn't the Robbie Robbie Anderson, but game. it was Robbie Anderson week, didn't we yes. say in our video? He's due for a touchdown. This is the week, and he did us right. He definitely did. And um, yeah, I just, um, I, I was also a little freaked out at one point today too, because in this CMAC trade, Evan Ingram was like the throw in. And then Evan Ingram just decides to put up a hundred. The guy hasn't broken a hundred yards all season long. I started him every single week. I trade him next week out. He goes, he goes crazy. But Jen, can I introduce you to Team Ferrara's MVP? The Associated yeah. Press just announced Team Ferrara elects MVP Young Hoi Koo yes. from, from this, from week 12. Oh, what a pickup by 21 me. 21 points. Oh. And I needed I every one, one of them. I one of my leagues too. <laughs> I picked him up in all three, all three leagues across the board. What a pickup. I drafted him two years ago. We were talking with Martin right before we started rolling. Martin even remembered like, he was like the kicker two years ago, and then he single-handedly helped the Chargers go 0-3, although not entirely his fault. The Chargers still do this shit to this day. So, um, but yeah, oh, he's by far my favorite kicker for all time. He single-handedly <laughs> carried me this week, and my game's over. I don't even have to watch Devontae Adams tomorrow night. I had Devontae Adams still to go. This one is over. He had a devastating blow. What happened to Jonu Smith this week? Just didn't need him. Didn't need it. They didn't need him. No, they they were Derrick Henry. It was Derrick Henry time. They didn't need him. And they have other receivers there. You know, now they have A.J. Brown healthy. They have Corey Davis healthy. When Derrick Henry is working like he should, we don't really need Jonu Smith for those short passes. Um, what I love seeing is Corey Davis continue to turn in good games week after week. What was it? 70 yards? Yeah. We're going to look uh, up. We're going to bounce around the league. And Tannehill looked yeah. real sharp. I got to say, yeah. uh, he looked real sharp. But, I mean, I'm sorry. I can't necessarily vote for Vrabel for Coach of the Year when it's like <laughs> off tackle right, off tackle left. With, well, but they've done a lot without Derrick Henry until this point. Derrick, Derrick Henry does this thing where he, like, turns it up, like, towards the end of the season. And that's why... I, like in my big money league, I have Derrick Henry. Unfortunately, I also faced the person that had Tyreek Hill. So um, I'm still not going to come out on top. Like Derrick Henry wasn't enough. Can you believe that? How is Derrick? I mean, <laughs> Tyreek Hill almost had 200 yards in the I first know. quarter. Yeah, which is more, by the way, yards than both quarterbacks in the Denver New Orleans game passed for. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Waiver Wired is proud to be presented by FanDuel. 
Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great! FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free daily fantasy contests this NFL season, no deposit required. And this year, FanDuel is now offering daily snake drafts. Snake drafts are the simplest way to try daily fantasy. Draft live, just like season-long fantasy, but with winners every game day. The best of seasonal drafting with DFS all in one. Here's how it works. You find a daily snake draft, you draft your team live. Drafts start as soon as the contest fills. You and your opponents will draft six players in a six round draft with 30 seconds per pick. Jerry, why are you excited for daily snake drafts? Oh, it's plain and simple, Jen, because it's a draft. It's because we get to draft weekly and there's no salary cap. You just get those feelings of draft night and that's the best part. If you sign up, FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you could win real prizes. Plus, for those of you who want to deposit, FanDuel's offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Make sure to use the promo code WAIVERWIRED so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. All right. Can we, we go we to my post-it note my guy, really quick? At least one way to Okay. Here's number one post-it note. When you're when yes. you're telling me about your fantasy okay. football league, I had okay. an idea. We need to do a fantasy football reality TV show. <laughs> Jen. For real. And like get all these crazy people in a house together and see what happens if you have to do your draft live. So we have like a live auctioneer. We switch it to auction and we see what happens throughout the season when like you're like making trades and like, so, come on. I've this sort of done TV. this before. It wasn't full oh, really? reality. It was uh, more like unscripted comedy. It was myself and Max Greenfield, our week one mystery guest, fantasy stud, Max Greenfield. We sold a show to, I believe, DirecTV. This is like 12 years ago. It's a long time ago. Based on mm -hmm. our fantasy football league. We had a lot of interesting characters, some Hollywood types in there. And we would always feature like a matchup every week. And yeah, I mean, let's just say it culminated with me it, making the Super Bowl and losing to Charlie O'Connell, <laughs> season two uh, <laughs> Bachelor contestant, Charlie O'Connell. And um, right before my Super Bowl, I went to the actual, well, I, then after that, I went to the NFL Super Bowl and I played in the DirecTV Beach Bowl. I don't know if you've ever seen that, their little flag football game, won MVP, caught a touchdown on Eddie oh, George, wow. and I signed the ball for him. Eddie George is the strongest person I've ever seen in my life. He grabbed me on the line and just like held me, and I physically could not get away. I chopped at his hand. I think I punched him in the ribs, and he was laughing. <laughs> I is the strongest dude I ever saw. My quarterback, <laughs> Jesse Palmer, just feeding me the rock all day long. I beat Kevin Dillon like he stole something off the line. I cried. I mean, I just... I did it out and up and I lost him. Merrill Hodge almost like literally ripped my shirt off. I was uncoverable. I don't know how I got on this tangent, but yes, you are right. We should do this. <laughs> we did this show on DirecTV. It aired yeah. after Friday Night Lights on the 101 channel and it was a lot of fun. We should do this. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be a big hit. I think maybe you need to get some girls involved this time because that's what people want to see. Absolutely. They want to see like, you know. Absolutely. The battle of the sexes here. Like, you know, it's interesting. Post-it note number two. We had a request from one okay. of our listeners who's been playing in our right. FanDuel league every week and wants to know how he can play in a real league with us. Could he make a donation to a charity or something? And I thought to myself, Jerry, I think next year we should consider setting up a listeners league and have some kind of a competition to get in. They have to write a song or a poem or submit us a video or maybe just do a charitable donation. So I just want to put that in your brain and think about it. And I want to know, you guys, if you're listening, if we had a listeners league, would you want to play? Would you be into it? And and Jerry and I would play. So you'd have to, you know, be competing with us. I have I have a post-it now on your post. I have an interesting way maybe to decide okay. like a final contestant. So over Thanksgiving I went on, you remember HQ Trivia, right? Everybody remembers HQ Trivia, uh, of course. Yes. So they've been sort of rebranded by the Pro Football Hall of Fame and is now like an HQ Sports, like Hall of Fame trivia. And they do same format, live trivia with a host and they do fantasy football trivia. And I got to ask a question. I was a guest question on their big Thanksgiving show where they gave out lots of money to first place. 
Um, should I ask you? Do you think you know it? Well, I'm going to ask you. Don't. And if those listening, play along. Okay. okay? I'm stealing for this from HQ Sports. Right. I think they're Hall of Fame trivia. Okay. Which okay. quarterback with a minimum of 10 rushing attempts has the highest per yard, has the highest yards per carry this season? I'll give you three choices. Okay. No, you get three choices Which? too, because everyone else got three. Yes. Oh, I get three choices. Okay. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Is that because it's me? That's how you knew that. No, because that's that's. It's it is true. true. Like if you watch, he the averages seven point eight. Yeah. Don't quote me on this because it's off the top of my head. I think it's seven point yeah. eight yards per rushing attempt. He has some re breaks off really long runs and we actually haven't seen the other. No, but Kyler does have 10 rushing or six, right? He has some insane, but they're like one yard, two yard touchdowns. Yeah. But we should do, we should maybe do, uh, we should maybe come up with some fantasy trivia. Maybe like we'll select maybe, but something that they can't look up. No, no, no. It's going to have to be like live. Like we're going to have to be interacting live. on a Zoom or on a something where they oh, have yeah. like three seconds to answer. Oh, perfect. Yeah, no, I we don't. It. We're not. No, can't cheat off the Internet. Yeah. That's not cool. Um, <laughs> but yes, we should definitely do a listener league for sure. And we should talk about a fantasy football reality show. It's still bothering me. And my FanDuel team stunk. This week, I had Danny Dimes. Mine did too. Uh, I had um, Slayton in there, who was a full-on goose egg. So I, we now have like what? Uh, one, two, three. Basically, have three weeks left to get in. Did you win money though? I mean, I, my issue was everything was good about my lineup, and I did tinker, but I tinkered the right way, except for Derek Carr Oof. and Darren Waller, which is who I built it around, which really stinks. You know, Robbie Anderson was good. Justin Jefferson was awesome. Wayne Gallman was great. The New York Giants defense was good. We've been on the New York Giants they defense. Were? I've been on them like seven different times, and I start them in two out of three fantasy leagues. Yeah. Well, should we bounce around the league, Jen? All right, let's Let's bounce. bounce. All right. I don't know where to start because I. I, You you know what? Where do you want to start? start, Okay. Let's start with (laughs) Dallas. Okay. They're horrible. I I, I just want to get it over with. You know what? They say, like, if you want something horrible to get over with, just just, uh, get it over with right away and then you can pass. The fake punt call, Mike McCarthy. What are you thinking? You know, I want you gone. I'm already done. I have no more patience. It, it's frustrating watching Zeke even do nothing. Everything is frustrating. Dallas stinks. Andy Dalton couldn't keep it together. It was embarrassing. Antonio Gibson, three touchdowns. Really, guys? Okay. I'm happy for you, Alex Smith, but this is absurd, Dallas. I want it to be done. It's horrible. You can say all the shots you want at Dallas. I don't even care. I'm mad. I've decided I'm switching my allegiance to Houston because you know what I realized today? Not really. But do you know what I realized today? This is like me quitting. I'm quitting being <laughs> oh God, a Dallas man. What are you doing? I, 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 was, I was bummed today that I couldn't put Deshaun Watson in my FanDuel lineups. You're right. I have a question. Yeah, no, not not having him in the Sunday FanDuel stuff is definitely a game changer. It, it made me realize Deshaun Watson on FanDuel is is actually <sighs> underrated. He's undervalued. The money, so like underrated. The money is just he's just an auto start. A um, couple things with your Cowboys. Number one, are, do, I have a question uh, for you because this was what I heard from every Cowboy fan. Oh, the Giants! You got Jason uh, Garrett. Oh, Jason, do you miss Jason Garrett right about now? Um, I guess, I mean, you know who I miss? Jimmy okay. Johnson. Well, uh, Jimmy Johnson really has been comfortably reporting going... on Fox for 25 <laughs> years now. Jen. Um, yeah, I get it. Damn I mean, it. you're always raining on my parade, Jerry. Um, no, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, I think they just, they made too quick of a decision with Mike McCarthy. Like he went and he had a slumber party with Jerry Jones <laughs> and suddenly like he's the coach. A lot like, of the coaches, the coaches like, out the guy there. Hasn't, hasn't had a job for a year for a reason, you know. I really miss Dak right. more than I miss anyone, and to be honest. Yeah, um, as much as I, I'm loving but, what I'm seeing yeah. from my Giants, even though, uh, I mean, geez, barely beating a borough Bengal team is scary. I do still say, <laughs> and I've been saying this on Twitter, I hate saying nice stuff about the Cowboys, but I still say, like, if Dak Prescott doesn't get hurt, I, the Cowboys walk away with this division uh, yeah. as bad. And I know it's not saying a whole lot, 
but if Dak doesn't get hurt, they're easily nine and seven, 10 and six, which would be like a three or four game lead in the NFC East. So you have that. So it's not all Mike McCarthy's fault, but um, what were you, I was hyping them for you last week. I was trying to get you fired. You were talking no, about really a what contest? Gonna... What did they do? A watermelon yeah. sledgehammer contest? Yeah, that you know they had their whole produce. Maybe they contest, could like which didn't work throw, out. You know, throw water. Yeah, maybe they could do something else. Well, I think that you were right, Jerry. Like, what is this? Like, what you're just beating up watermelons? Like, what are watermelons going to do to you? Ripping phone books. You had the right <laughs> idea. It's got to be something a lot tougher. Like, don't beat up watermelons. I don't know. It, it was just awful and embarrassing and frustrating and. Amari Cooper's still a stud, though. You can still start. Yeah, you know who Cooper else guys. still has not done shit is your boy Michael Gallup. So luckily, I don't. I I think I picked well, him back up. He wasn't actually bad this week. Actually, I left him on the bench in some leagues and wish I had started him. In I think I might have picked him back up. But uh, let's go to Atlanta, one of the most perplexing okay. teams in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons, who now all of a sudden yeah. you could honestly say look well coached at this point, or at least better, better coached. I don't know if that's a proper sentence, but more importantly, what on earth? I think everywhere I read to the Raiders were the trend. And I want to talk to cousin Sal about this. The Raiders, I think were the trendiest pick to bet on this week. Everybody loved the Raiders. They need this game. They're in the thick of the playoff hunt. The Falcons that were worried. The here, the, a lot of the narrative was we're worried. The Falcons have given up. What the f happened? Uh, they, didn't they didn't give, give up. up, Matt Ryan. I mean, this is what everybody always asks me. What about Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's so disappointing. I'm like, the second you bench Matt Ryan, he is gonna go off. That team is gonna go off. And it wasn't that Matt Ryan had such a huge day, but this offense is a powerful offense. And the, what's crazy here, though, is that the defense didn't the see defense that coming. Really stepped up, which was. Did not see that coming. It was fun. I was excited for them. Good for them. But I, I do like the Raiders. I wanted to see the Raiders. Yeah, I would have loved I, I, I like the Raiders this. too. I've always liked Carr. You know, it wasn't that long ago that he was an MVP candidate, like it was four years ago, and then he got hurt. Uh, I just like it was a weird time to no show in a very winnable game. Also, I talked about my CMAC trade. The big centerpiece for me that I that I parted with was Josh Jacobs. And I I will say. I still, I love Josh Jacobs. He's a stud in fantasy and in the NFL. But we've seen a lot of these games this year. Maybe not this bad. Seven carries for 27 yards. Three catches for 17. Total non-factor. But the entire team was a non-factor. We've seen this from Jacobs a yeah. couple of times this year. And it's maybe more about his team. But... I think this is about the team and I think it's also about the game script. They got so far behind. There was just really not a lot of ways to use Jacobs at that point. And, and I'm sure that, as you said, defenses are going to concentrate on Jacobs. So yeah, basically I think the Falcons, they just, had, they just had a better game. I mean, Raheem Morris just coached them up, kicked their, kicked yeah, their butts or whatever. And I said, thought I was here. smartest it's guy okay. in the room. Cause I went all in on the cut in two of my three leagues and all over Brian Hill and, uh, Edo Smith kind of had the better day, but just, it was yeah. all defense. Like you said, the Falcons did it with defense, which is shocking, but fantasy wise, you know, rugs had a nice catch and looked a little frisky. Aguilar mm -hmm. really is starting to look like someone who's dependable. Waller is still absolutely amazing. This was just a terrible game, but it, it is what scared me about Josh Jacobs and why I was like, okay, doing this weird Christian McCaffrey prayer shot, like, you know, living on a prayer train yeah. as I call it. So, but yeah, that was a wild one. I, I didn't enjoy that game. I thought that was actually one of my games I wanted to watch the most this week. I thought it was going to be kind of a fun one. Me too. It stressed yeah, me out. Yeah, it was. It was it getting was, stressful. It was, uh, it was poop. Another game I had circle because I just keep feeling like <laughs> the the Bills get caught in these awesome quarterback showdowns. We had a Josh Allen, Russell Wilson showdown, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Now we got the Josh Allen, Justin Herbert show. And this was a good yeah. game. The Chargers just doing Charger stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, how much longer are we going to hang with Anthony Lynn here? We, it just, it doesn't make any sense. It was good to see us Austin Eckler back. Um, he was right back into the swing of things. He yes, looked really, really good. That. Joshua Kelly, obviously vulturing the touchdown there, but fine. That chargers offense is built around Austin Eckler and the way Austin Eckler plays. 
Now you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, which you should have looked brilliant for making that decision, Anthony Lynn. He threw for 316 yards. An interception, sure, he's a rookie. But this just, it, it didn't come together. And why not? They actually traded interceptions at the end, Josh Allen and, and Justin Herbert. It was really frustrating. And, and both of them were disappointing, fantasy-wise. Yeah, I, I will say, if you stuck with Austin Eckler, and you stuck it out, and you stuck it out. I mean, 11 catches for 85 yards. That's what everybody saw in Austin Eckler last year that made him a high draft pick this year. Keenan Allen now, like even like his bad game is four for 40 with a touchdown. That's so mm -hmm. beautiful. Jalen Guyton is someone that, and Mike Williams, I think those are like the ultimate plug-in. And we got with some week 13 buys coming up this week. So uh, I think those guys are the ultimate like deep cut home run threat. If you're really desperate at flex, like Mike Williams didn't get in the end zone, but he had a couple of deep looks that like it could have went the other way. It could have been a much, much bigger day for him. I love Mike Williams so much. I had him in a FanDuel lineup with Justin Herbert. Obviously it didn't really pan out that well, but um, I love Mike Williams. And sneaky, if he had the courage to do it, because John Brown was out this week, the Gabriel Davis call. I saw a few people pull that trigger today, and more power to you. It paid off. I mean, he had a really, really solid game. Cole Beasley threw for one, which you always love to see. Well, yeah, Cole, and anybody who rostered Cole Beasley, congratulations on that. That had to be really fun when you Cole Beasley's had a great year. I tried trading for Cole Beasley like six weeks ago. I couldn't get him. I mean, it wasn't a big-time mm -hmm. trade. Cole oh. Beasley's had a fantastic year for someone who typically probably went undrafted in most leagues, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would say undrafted in most leagues, unless it was a 14-teamer. Um, and I got to ask you, as I was watching it, I was wondering if you were feeling at all conflicted about Devin Singletary. I was until I saw the fumble. I was. He yeah, me too. That's how I felt. I was literally at that moment. I was like, oh, Jerry's right. Oh, I feel bad. We're and, then, and then he fumbled. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. And uh, nah. he actually even came up in that other situation with the guy who started Deon uh, Swift and Jonathan Taylor. I was like, well, there's no one left on the wire. I'm like, yo, I dropped Devin Singletary was out there for you. If you needed yeah. a running back, he was still sitting yeah. on the wire totally. for a minute there. When I saw him rip off that big run, I went, Oh shit, is this what's going to happen now? But then I think it was like two plays later, he fumbled. So don't really miss that. Um, let's go to Cincinnati. This is a bittersweet, sweet victory. The New York giants win my giants win capture the NFC East, even if it's only for a night, but Danny Jones, a little hamstring issue. Hopefully it's not a big deal. I didn't even realize that Colt McCoy, I remember that, that he signed him or whatever. That's just a solid backup, a guy who's just good enough to beat the Bengals without Joe Burrow, you know, maybe get you through. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm hoping Danny Dimes comes back, but um, Wayne Gallman has just proven, you know, does Wayne Gallman, I don't know if he stays on the Giants. I don't even know what his contract situation is, but he's earned a spot maybe starting in the NFL, wouldn't you say? Maybe not over Saquon, but somewhere out there yeah he's proven he's proven now i mean the question is have the matchups been easy enough to exploit because the giant schedule has gotten easier as goldman's come into having the lion's share of the carries so i don't know if it's a little bit coincidental but it doesn't matter you need to be playing Wayne Gallman basically every week. I got that question a lot this morning. Do I start, you know, I don't know, so-and-so or Wayne Gallman? I'm like, Wayne Gallman. It's almost, at this point, it's almost always Wayne Gallman, unless you're asking me James Robinson or Wayne Gallman. You know? I've been starting Wayne Gallman for like six weeks. Once Devonta Freeman <laughs> uh, got a little banged up and really couldn't get more than 30 yards, I just went, and Gallman, I think is what started the win streak. He came in and just ran real hard. Uh, again, we talked about Evan Ingram earlier. You even mentioned to me on text, you said he has a really nice schedule coming in. I traded him. Mm -hmm. I don't love that. Um, also might be time to start maybe giving Sterling Shepherds of the world a little bit of a look. Yep. Obviously all schedule dependent. You know, for the Bengals, it was a good fight. Their defense is frisky enough. They're not good, but they certainly are good enough to keep him competitive. They had no running game situation. T Higgins does seem to be quarterback proof. Like you could almost throw anyone out there and uh, he's just phenomenal. I, I did get him for the Evan Ingram part of the trades. This was a little bit of a trade matchup and I didn't have the courage to start him and he would have been the play because he outscored everybody else on my flex. So bittersweet win for the Giants. Not a whole lot in fantasy that we don't know. 
we almost could skip this game because we meant we talked about it already. The Titans Colts, like Derek oh. King Henry, like what else could you say? The the Titans did not have to do anything else. And AJ Brown still makes these plays where he just carries people and cuts and like he's just like untackleable. And uh yeah, Corey Davis, another solid 70 yard game, but they didn't have to do a whole lot. And sorry, the Colts. They look really good one week, and then they look like a mess. And you can't say they missed Jonathan Taylor because yeah. Jonathan Taylor really hasn't done much this year. Uh, we had a, a T.Y. Hilton yeah. sighting, which was nice. His first touchdown of the we year. We did. That was nice, but who actually still has T.Y. Hilton anymore? No one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And Michael so. Pittman Jr., no longer a secret. I actually advised my buddy Max that uh, – he asked me if he should start him. We were talking over some lineup stuff. I said, yeah, you start him if you have to. He's a great start, but he's no longer like this uh, a secret. They're looking for him. Now, I really think that potentially. I mean, he had nine targets. Nine he targets. He was the most targeted. No, Naheem Hines, I guess, had one more target, but he had the targets. It just, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Philip Rivers wasn't. Trey Burton might really be the only that. viable pick at that point i mean he's a solid tight end but yeah not a whole lot not a fun game just destruction and anxiety for me having the colts defense uh yeah minnesota carolina heartbreaker for the panthers heartbreaker mike davis mr 55 yards it's kind of his thing now you like it's just solid 55 we talked about robbie's robbie anderson it was the robbie anderson game dj moore non-contact kind of injury did they say how bad that was? Is there anything coming out? Did you follow that at all or no? I haven't followed up on that one, to be honest. Um, but you're right. That was an absolute heartbreaker of a game. And I actually kind of enjoyed watching it, though, in a, in a weird way. Dalvin Cook, though, with the leg injury, that's concerning. But he did come back, right? He came back. He didn't he look did like come Dalvin back, Cook. Hopefully, right. I mean, he was doing his little, you know, cutting on the on the sideline and – Running it out, but a, a, a little concerned. Uh, hopefully, it will be fine. But he didn't have a Dalvin Cook like game like he should have versus that Carolina run defense. Chad Beebe did redeem himself with that late touchdown. But let me ask you this, okay? Because obviously, everyone's playing Thielen, everyone's playing Justin Jefferson. Those are must starts. If mm -hmm. you have two must start receivers, don't you? Wouldn't that say then Kirk Cousins now is almost must start? Obviously, not if you have one of the top five. But once you get into that weird seven through 12, like I've missed him a couple of times in FanDuel. Yeah. I was always like on the wrong week. He strung together a few good weeks in a row. He has. He has. Um, Jefferson and Thielen have been better. He's been better. It could also be the matchups have been more favorable. I mean, Minnesota's gotten better. They really stunk at the beginning of the year. Um, they've gotten better. They've pulled it together. So, yeah. I I think it's getting close. I'm not saying like go out again at week 13, Tom Brady will be resting. Teddy Bridgewater will be on by. So by week replacement, it might be depending on the matchup. Kirk Cousins might be in a real good spot. Yeah, I mean, obviously the concern is why people don't like Kirk Cousins is they're afraid it'll just all be Dalvin Cook games. Like we saw from Derrick Henry where it's a three touchdown Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook game on the leg though so now, using one wheel. Yes. Yep. I don't know. Might be a. I already yep. see a FanDuel lineup yep. being built, Jen. I already see one being built. Uh, <laughs> I missed Adam Thielen this week. I got to tell you. I mean, I was happy to have Justin Jefferson in my FanDuel lineups, but I have a lot of exposure to Adam Thielen across my seasonals, and that was a bummer. Here was a very like I on the on the scale of one to ten, the most unfun fantasy game. We're not talking about the Broncos because that was it. But you still even had some Taysom Hill action or whatever. But in terms of like full on, everyone's relatively healthy. This is the most unfun fantasy game. Cardinals Patriots. What what on or what were we? Yeah. Cam Newton yeah. only threw the ball eighteen times, and two of those were picks. That's Cam now. You cannot trust Cam anymore. And it was, you know, maybe you'll get a rushing touchdown, but if that's what you're looking for, just go get Taysom Hill. He doesn't really do anything. Cam is just not 
very reliable at all. I know he came out at the beginning of the season. Everyone that took him late thought they were brilliant because he had one or two good games, but that ship has sailed. Kyler Murray, so disappointing. You said he had a shoulder, um, though, a little issue, right? He did. wonder if that's nagging. Yeah, he was dealing with a shoulder issue. I think it must be. Um, uh, yeah, it was disappointing, and I have Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert and Scott Fishbowl. They both yeah. stunk it up in that scoring system this week. So I'm definitely going to take a loss there, which is a bummer. Kenyon so, Drake, though, I got to say, this is what he did yeah. last year. He was nowhere around for most of the season and strung together like six good games in a row at the end. And he's kind of doing it again now. He's starting to get a little hot. He's, he's starting to get real productive. Yeah, and he looks better. So at the beginning of the year, he was real questionable. Like, what's up with Kenyon Drake? I remember he was in that boot for a while, and no one seemed to talk about that. And then he got injured again and took some time off, and Chase Edmonds was the guy, and he was the number one waiver wire pick and all that kind of stuff. And then Kenyon Drake came back, and all of a sudden, Kenyon Drake can do everything again. He can cut. He can move. He looks better than he has all season. I have no idea why, but it's time to ride Kenyon Drake if you, if you have it. All right. Ready for a hot take? I'm going to pitch you a new fantasy league. Okay. okay. A fantasy league, traditionally, with mm -hmm. everything is traditional, PPR, here's the twist, mm -hmm. okay? And if just so it's okay. you, it's 14-teamer, okay? Just because it's you I'm talking to, all right? So 14 <laughs> teams, so this way you feel right at home, okay? Uh, no kickers, and we're not adding another flex or anything. We're not adding anything positionally. We're just removing the kicker. We're adding points, half points for, hold on, let me say this correctly, for pass interference. We're going to factor in pass interference for wide receivers. So if uh, DeAndre Hopkins gets a PI call, he gets he gets half He point. gets he, half the amount of points he would have got if for that yardage or something. What I'm getting at is DeAndre Hopkins only had five catches for 55 yards and is not by DeAndre Hopkins standards. It's not an elite year for him, although he does have an insane amount of catches and he's a beast. The guy, I just cannot right. believe how many pass interferences the guy draws. It's just insane. It's so it's got to be frustrating for him in a way. I mean, his his team gets to reap yeah. the benefits, but I mean, there's got to be some kind of way we could work that into fantasy football. There has to be. You should. You know what you should do. You should get. The penalty. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe you get the yard levels added somehow. Right. That I mean, that would be too much. But yeah, you know, you're right. There should be some way to do that because the guy is making the catch. The guy is making the it happen. And then yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. I, I, every now and then I get lucky with a good idea. I don't know if that was one of them. Uh, the Dolphins are back on track, but also that's because they played the Jets. And I, listen, first off, I texted a lot of my Jet friends that. Um, Interesting that I know they're playing the Dolphins, good defense. Interesting that they only scored three points with Sam Darnold, and it's back to like, oh, he's got no weapons. But Flacco moved the ball. Honestly, Flacco put up points. They need to go to Flacco. They need to go to Flacco. If they well, they why, well they don't actually because they just need to tank, right? So maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe to, they're just but to, and so they're done. Are, are we like, are we done with Darnold because he? Looked terrible. Yeah, and the Jets done. are terrible. I get it. But Joe Flacco did not look this bad. No, Joe Flacco is much better. And, and it, Joe Flacco is more exciting to watch. But you can't win. Joe Flacco might win. Wow. You so you're, li That's you're dangerous. literally saying Joe Flacco is better I, than Sam Darnold I, at this point in both their careers. At this point. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. This is totally ridiculous. Frank Gore, I love you. 18 carries for 74. <laughs> Honestly, you're on the Mount Rushmore. It's incredible. You are. On a weekend where I watched Roy Jones fight Mike Tyson, and then I woke up on Sunday and I got to watch Frank Gore get 18 carries for 74 <laughs> yards. Um, I loved it. I loved it. And I'm sorry. I'm, I'm back in on Frank Gore, and I'm going to start him in FanDuel this week for sure. Uh, to my man in my league who just decided to, oh, I, Julio Jones, we'll see if he plays and left Devontae Parker on the bench. Devontae Parker is a stud, and you should be out of the league for that. And Ryan Fitz got it back on track. Outside of that, you know, with no Ahmed, the running situation is, and no Gaskin still. It's a little crazy over there in Miami. Again, really, and Gasicki looked great as usual. Uh, 
but it's really just Parker. That's the only thing we're talking about for fantasy in this game. Yeah, he's really the only valuable person there. Um, and I, I did start him in a league, so th- that was nice. And I did have one FanDuel lineup with Fitz and Parker when I saw Fitz. <sighs> God, that's gutsy. You really, that's really oppo. You're going opposite field. <laughs> Right there. Uh, We talked a lot about my guy Baker. Um, They played right into their personality. He had a very good game, even by all fantasy standards. Jarvis Landry, it's hard to predict when he's going to do this, but he typically does do this a couple of times a year. Ho-hum, another 200 combined rushing yards from Chubb and Hunt. Chubb got the touchdown this week. It's just a beautiful thing. They're built for uh, bad weather playoff games. Jacksonville, my hat's off to you. You played tough, Glennon. You played tough. Yeah. What stood out to you on the Jaguars today? Well, I, I love that they played tough, and they played without DJ Chark, who's their number one threat. But I got to say it again, because I can't say it enough. James monster, freaking monster. Robinson, you are a monster. How is this kid an undrafted free agent? 22 attempts, 128 yards and a touchdown. And in addition to that, five catches and 31 more yards. Is he... (laughs) I mean... Where does he rank for fantasy MVP? Again, if you're taking into account the degree of difficulty, meaning, obviously, he's not Dalvin Cook, he's not Derrick Henry, we get it, or Kamara, but there's a chance you have James Robinson and Derrick Henry. There's a chance you have Kamara and James Robinson. I have James Robinson and Dalvin Cook. And Gotham Gridiron. Ugh. And you know what? I'm really, really, really You're happy You're going to win that league, it. I think, Jen. Really happy about it. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I think you, whoever wins probably has Derek. <laughs> should we just, uh, should we skip the Saints and the Broncos? Let's like, let's be honest. It's just frustrating. The only thing I want to say is I'm apologize. Or I feel very sad for you, Alvin Kamara owners, because only Taysom Hill could actually devalue Alvin Kamara to this extent. Because without Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara was having a career year off the charts, unbelievable Drew Brees. And then we get this whole Taysom Hill experiment. When is the Taysom Hill experiment going to be over? Because I don't care, you're winning games, but you're, it's no fun for anybody else. It's just the Taysom Hill show. He's just rushing around in there. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Unless you're my tight end. I don't care. And you know what? As a quarterback, you didn't really get me a lot of points this week. So I am not interested in the Taysom Hill experiment. Experiment needs to be done. Can we get Jameis Winston on the phone? I, I mean, Jen, they back. won 31 to three though. Yeah, but they were playing. Didn't with, okay. They were playing with a guy versus a guy who was a wide receiver a day ago. Was on the practice. squad. the whole thing was going to be a mess. You know, Denver had to just feel like, horrible the whole time they were out there like embarrassed like why are we even having to play this game you know there was no heart in it so it's fine that they won and i get it this is real football not fantasy football okay fine so in real <laughs> she's football, rolling her eyes <laughs> fine but like it, it's boring it wasn't fun to watch well, i don't i don't need to watch the taste this- show but I do have Latavius Murray. Well, yeah, so and this was a great week to start Latavius Murray. This would have been a week. I obviously, you don't bench Alvin Kamara. That's crazy. But this would have been the week to do it because this really became, with all the quarterback and, co- and craziness going on in Denver, this became, you could see it while, they were, while the game was going on, this became a let's get this win, keep everybody healthy, Kamara. Like, they weren't going to ride Kamara to the finish line in this game. They just wanted to get, out, get the win, get out of there safely. Leave Denver in one piece with no injuries to anything and move on. And that's what they did. I mean, it was perfectly played for the but Saints. last week, the same thing happened to Alvin Kamara. He had one target. One target last week. Because you know what? Taysom Hill's not going to target Alvin Kamara. They should have benched him this week. That's the they should have benched him this week. They was, there was a... There, I mean, they had a, what? 0.001% chance of losing this game. So, like... I'm not saying don't put your best players out there, but at some point when you're, all right, all right, we're up 21-3. They have more interceptions than completions. Let's just get the hell out of this game. Let's <laughs> just get so out. sad. Why did they even make I know, but, but also, I, I, and I, do, I, feel, I feel bad for the Broncos, <sighs> and I saw the, the lock post that he wrote, you know, and, like, I like what he said and stuff like that. And obviously all you care about is you hope that there's none of, no... 
repercussions and you hope no one, you know, you hope everybody's safe and healthy. That's all that matters. And maybe this game shouldn't have been played, but it was. And the Saints yeah. took care of business and got out of there and I think they were just trying to be healthy. Uh, oh, let's just go. Let, now I need a little, I need a palate cleanser after that. Let's go to Tampa Bay. Let's, <laughs> can we go to Tampa Bay? Let's go to Tampa Bay. Let's go to Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I just... This is why we love you know, fantasy it's football. It's hard when you're playing a football game with the goat. And I'm not talking about you, Tom Brady. I'm you know what? This is you. I'm, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out because okay. just a few weeks ago, you were talking shit about Patrick Mahomes. And now you're yeah. now. No, I wasn't talking shit. I wasn't talking shit about Patrick Mahomes. I just said that at that point that I liked Russ better. Well, how is you MVP. feeling now at this point? How is you feel? How are you feeling now? I'm sorry, I can't speak. How how is I feeling now? Well, after today, I have to definitely give the nod to Patrick Mahomes. He was in beast mode. He was in it's my guy. beast mode, and he was having fun today. And I, it was really really fun. I have to say, I enjoyed it. I enjoy watching Tom Brady suffer. Why? Why? We're seeing Why a enjoy? different kind of greatness, right? Like, obviously, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback that ever lived. It's not debatable, in my opinion. The The track record speaks for itself. Um, and him and Belichick are maybe the best combination that we've ever seen as far as coaching quarterback. But what we are seeing from Patrick Mahomes is, to me... The only other time I had this feeling a little bit, in like it was two other times actually that I was like, whoa, we're seeing some stuff that not it was early Michael Vick when it was like, whoa, this guy could do things that I don't think anyone else can do. And I saw it early on while being a football fan with Aaron Rodgers, like coming out of the gate where it's like, whoa, this dude's crazy special. And obviously like Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, one of the best, but Mahomes is just I just don't even know how to describe like looking off the safety, literally looking right and then just turning left or vice versa and then just flicking it to Tyree Kill. And also Tyree Kill, what more could you say about Tyree Kill? What more? You can't. I mean, Tyree Kill, I, total beast mode for the two of them. Tyree Kill, 269 yards and three touchdowns. 15 targets. He caught 13 of 15 targets. I mean, the two of them together, I don't know, but it was, it was really, really fun. I thought really fun the football. worst beat ever that anyone will ever get in fantasy for a long time. And I got it was that Tyler Lockett beat. I did not think that I thought maybe it could come close or like right there. It was an overtime game too. So the odds Tyree kill did the Tyler Lockett game in like a quarter and a half. It's incredible. Scary. It was scary. I, I was, I was just yeah, laughing. Was awesome. I, I genuinely was laughing. I'm still mad at that Kelsey play. I wish Kelsey would have thrown the touchdown to Patrick Mahomes because that just would have made that would have locked up MVP. Um, the Chiefs are also just all in all one of the best offenses ever. I think that we'll ever see. I give credit to Tampa. Okay, they made a game of it. They got punched in the mouth right out of the gate. They stumbled and they made a game of it. Brady, yeah, he threw two picks, didn't look good, but fantasy-wise, still the three TDs. I have the Brady-Evans connection in Gotham Gridiron, and that might very well, if I hang on to win, that's the reason why. We saw a little pep out of Godwin. I think it was the first time really this year that Godwin looked like the player that people hoped for when they drafted him. Uh, and you know, Brady hit that seam route to Gronk. That made me smile. That was a little turn back the clock. Although Gronk wasn't necessarily getting the knees up all that high, but that was beautiful. And, uh, Ronald Jones made another play continues to make one big play every week. And it drives me insane. Cause I was also playing him this week. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually started him in a league and I didn't feel good about starting him. And then I was like, Hey, he got the receiving touchdown. Okay. Something to watch. So, uh, and yeah. I, I, I played a flyer on him with FanDuel, and I'm gonna, I try. I think I might have picked him up in one of my seasonals. Um, I think we got it because he's been forgotten about, and also hasn't been needed to this point. We got to start paying attention to Sammy Watkins again, who's now back and healthy. Yeah, my only thing with Sammy Watkins is he's very yes. boom or bust from week to week. Um, but yeah, in a deeper league for sure, Sammy Watkins, he is healthy again. He can be one of those guys that gets you two touchdowns in the next week. Get yeah, you I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, 
I think that is it. You right? We don't need to talk about the Texans lines. That was like three years ago. Uh, well, poor Matt Patricia. But you know what? Will Fuller, baby. Yeah, he's. You know, we he's our boy. That, that, that is a fa- a bit a friend of the show. Uh, Will Fuller. Do you want a Packers Bears update? Yeah. Give it okay. To me. Remember, Mitchell Trubisky starting. He's four for seven, forty-seven mm-hmm. yards and one interception. Uh, Packers are up 13-3. Aaron Rodgers has two touchdowns. Of course, one of those is to Devontae Adams. Could you finally admit that you done screwed up? Could you finally admit it? Not quite. Not yet. Not until Deontay Johnson. There might not even be a game. You're the one who said that yourself. I know. I know. If there's no game, then I will probably have to. I will say, of Trubisky's 47 yards, Allen Robinson has 39 of them. Get Allen Robinson a quarterback. Please, please help him. Please give him a quarterback. If Will Fuller leaves Houston, I want Allen Robinson to go play with Deshaun Watson. I think that. What if Will Fuller stays and they bring Allen Robinson? How about that? Why not give? Still, and you know what? Maybe I want Wayne Gallman. You know what? Those are those. Jen, if you are the GM of the Texans, those are the moves you should be making. Yes, they need offensive line help. I think he's affordable. They wouldn't have to spend a lot for Wayne Gallman. They need defensive help. But why not bring Allen Robinson and Wayne Gallman to Houston to make up for what you did to Deshaun Watson by getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins? You need to do something for Deshaun Watson. Although I have to say, Will Fuller looks like a true number one. Will Fuller's season, is it better than DeAndre Hopkins so far? If we I think the numbers, numbers are probably be. better, but again, pretty he, close. DeAndre Hopkins draws so yes, maybe fan. Oh, I know. I mean, don't get. I me wonder wrong. if DeAndre what are Hopkins those numbers before we wrap up? I am curious. Let's see. I am curious too. Okay, wide receivers. Uh, you want to do PPR? Yes, please. Yeah, if it's DeAndre Hopkins, we PPR. have to do PPR. Okay, so Will Fuller's number nineteen. Oh, Hopkins has to be better. DeAndre Hopkins yeah. is number seven. And a lot of that's the PPR. Yeah. Does he lead the yeah. NFL in catches or something? Well, they're only separated by 30 points, which actually isn't that many. Um, does DeAndre Hopkins lead in catches? Let's see. Receptions? No, Keenan Allen does. I don't know. And then Stefan Diggs, your boys. Those are my two. Gotham and Gridiron. And then DeAndre Listen. Hopkins. And then Robbie Anderson. Could you imagine? Now, granted, they need an offensive line piece, and they definitely need a lot of help on defense. If you kept Will Fuller, figure out a way to bring Allen Robinson. I'm not saying the Bears would even do that, but figure out a way to bring Allen Robinson and maybe throw some money at Wayne Gallman, who definitely should be starting somewhere. Got to do it. Keep Cooks as like a, as your slot receiver or whatever you want to do. Then it's just fun. But Watson, you gotta they got to make it right. Well, they let go of Kenny I know, Stills. I saw so. that. All right. Um, Jen, it's almost over. It's flying by. We definitely have to make up some ground in our FanDuel waiver wire contest. I know. I know more starting of Derek Carr. I can't get cute. I need to just, just go, like, but yeah, go back to know. doing what you, it was a weird week. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah. We didn't even look at the over-unders as much as we week. do. COVID was a huge yeah, factor as yeah. always. So we got to, we'll lock back in next week. Uh, good luck to everybody who's got players going in Sunday and tomorrow. We will be back on Thursday. It's time to lock in because we are about ready for playoff time. All right, Jen. Let's do it. See you Thursday. See you Thursday. 